Welcome to Speak It On. This program is designed for the edification and entertainment of the listeners and not designed to be representative of a church, nonprofit organization, or denomination. Opinions expressed are solely those of the host. Hey, welcome back. So in the West, right now, we're in a bit of a crisis. Then you're thinking, well, I don't know what crisis you're talking about. The complication of the crisis is, we're in a battle for reality. Alright, and you may be thinking, what? What a battle for reality, what are you, what are you talking about? Way back in the day, when I was in university, taking master's classes, reading Aristotle and Plato and different groups and different thoughts, there was a question, and the question was, does language cause reality? Okay. Or does reality cause language? Now, you may be thinking, what? That's way weird, deep. I don't understand. What are, you, what are you getting at? So, basically, it goes this way. If I say something is true long enough, and I believe it, and everyone else around me believes it, and I convince them to believe it. And it comes to pass. Then did my language make it happen? Alright. So let's say. I say, you know I own a Cadillac. At the time I don't own a Cadillac. But I tell myself, you know I own a Cadillac. I own a Cadillac. I tell all my friends, I own a Cadillac. And then somehow... A dealership, a car dealership, works it out for me to own a Cadillac. You know, because they hear that I've got this thought process about owning a Cadillac car, right? And so all of a sudden it becomes true. In that case, people would say, well, your language caused the reality. Okay? On the other hand, and, and and by the way, this happens with Hollywood quite a bit as well. Uh, there's a question: Does does uh, let me let me see if I can get this right? Does art imitate life, or does life imitate art? So if people see stuff on movies enough. Does it all of a sudden become real in the real world? And of course, there are people that would mention, you know, there's lots of scientific breakthroughs that have happened because science fiction shows and books have have thought of these things, and then all of a sudden, presto, you know, people thought up some pretty cool stuff. 
And then there's also the thought process that, no, 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 that's not happened. You know, all these directors and writers and screenwriters go into the world and look at what's happening in the real world. And they write it all down, make their notes, and then they they report, kind of make reality, and then and then and then that turns into a movie or a TV show. So the I'll have to say this the actor that I like the most in relation to this is Kurt Russell and Kurt Russell has been around a long time in fact he even started his career with Disney now Kurt Russell says this you know there's Fantasyland that we do in TV and you know movies and then there's real life and real life is like this. And fantasy land is like this. And I get paid for fantasy land. So I love that. That's very honest. That's very honest. I love that approach. Now, that goes back to the question, though. The problem that we're running into, especially in the West, in the United States, is that we just think that if we say it enough, it becomes true. That if I have to believe it, and by cracky I'm convinced, then, then that means it's real. Only problem is, it's not. And the complication is, is, is when we say stuff, and by we, I'm saying, people in power, all right, who, by the way, are not in touch with reality. All right, they're living in bloom and fantasy land. Most of the people in power, okay, not all, but most of the people in power in the West, they're not in touch with reality. I love Ben Stein. Ben Stein is—he's uh, Jewish, of course, but uh, was in entertainment, and he said that. Most of the people he met in Hollywood and in New York never knew anything about the real world because they flew over it going back and forth from L.A. to New York. So here's the thing. What am I getting at? We are in a crisis where people will basically, if they don't like you, they'll just say, you're a hater and you're evil and you need to go to jail. And they'll try to make it happen. There's a, there, at least not in the U.S., but in Canada, a pastor in jail for preaching a sermon during the COVID lockdown. All right. Now, I don't know if this guy was running through the blooming uh, congregation. I don't know that. I do know that he's on quite quite a bit of lockdown going on. But this is in Canada. This is not in the U.S. per se. So I'm not going to claim any expertise. But he and his wife have been Canadians for a long time, my understanding. And this is a preacher, all right? We're getting to the point now to where people are basically saying, you know, I don't like what's in the Bible. I don't like it. 
they're going to get to the point where they just say, where they outlaw it. At some point, they're going to say, well, you know, if you preach on this this part of the Bible, then we're just going to throw you in jail. Yeah, or we're we're gonna we're we're just gonna boycott the bloom and you know bejeebers out of you. We're gonna do stuff to you. Well, I gotta tell you, that's persecution. That's what that is. Pure and simple. Paul, the apostle, had this to say to Timothy, who was a young pastor. This is Second Timothy three one. And I think this is a very important section for every Christian. If you say, I believe in Jesus and he's my way, all right, and he's the way, you need to listen careful on this. And this is Paul. And I'm reading this in the uh, English Standard Version, but it says, starting in 2 Timothy 3, verse 1. And I'm following. Paul says, But understand this, that in the last days there will come times of difficulty. For people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful and unholy, heartless, unappeasable, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure, rather than lovers of God. Having, and this is a real kicker, I'm adding something here, okay? This is the this is a key verse here. This is three five in Second Timothy. Having the appearance of godliness, but denying its power. Avoid such people. Now, in the King James, uh, it says verse 3 5, even kind of a differently. It says, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof, from such turn away. And that's what we're looking at. We're looking at some people in positions of power that say one thing, and they're doing something totally blooming different. They say, oh, you know, no, I I believe in the Bible, yeah. But they're not following it. They're not doing anything that has to do with anything that has to do with the Bible. And that's scary. But if anything confirms that we are in the last days, when you got people in power doing this kind of behavior, and Paul is very specific, then this is the time to draw close to the Lord 
with everything you have. Get in the Word. Get on your knees and pray that God can change things. No matter where you are, if you're in the U.S. or outside the U.S., please pray. I'm going to ask you to pray for two things. Number one, pray for Israel. As Israel goes, so goes the world. So goes the planet. And any nation, believe me, that is treacherous to Israel is doomed. Now, I'm not saying I agree with everything that they decide to do in Israel. But here's what I'm saying. God has chosen that place as ground zero for his kingdom, his glory, and so goes Israel, so goes the planet. That's the first thing. Second thing is, please pray for the U.S. Please pray for the U.S. that we will get leadership that cares seriously about taking the Bible literally. Because right now, it doesn't appear like we got a whole lot of people that do. And we need them. We need them bad. And I don't mean people that can just quote verses and all this other fun junk. I'm talking about people who really know the Lord, really know the Word, and are praying for God to be in control. Because right now we had a bunch of, you know, we don't necessarily have that. Okay? So, with that in mind, I want to encourage you, though, because God is a God of miracles. And God says he is not mocked that whatsoever a man, and it, that's a general term, men or women, whatever you do, whatever you sow, that you will reap. So if you sow destruction, greed, pride, and arrogance, God's going to give it to you. And you're going to get it full force right in the old kisser. And it's going to be horrendous. Pray for repentance for the whole nation. Pray for us, please. Now, with that in mind, that sounds kind of like a downer. But I would love for every nation, not just the U.S., for every nation to hold the Bible dear and use it as a fundamental, fundamental document in holding up what is right in the world. Because I really believe the Word of God is that. 
because the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob put it here. And his son Jesus memorized it and gave it to us. So, with that in mind, I want to encourage you to keep on speaking it on. Thank you for listening to this edition of Speak It On. And as always, don't be afraid to speak the word in boldness and truth. And may God bless all of your efforts.